0: Hello and welcome to ADHD Fest, the podcast all about adult ADHD with a little bit of law of attraction and maybe a little bit of self-development thrown in there too. I'm your host, Tara Pratt, and this week, this podcast is all about ADHD strengths. It was a really easy topic for me to pick this week because I asked you what you wanted to hear about. So over on Instagram, if you're not following me on Instagram, where are you? That's where I am. Come and say hello, please. I'm on Instagram at ADHD fest, very simple, no excuse, come and say hello. Um, I put out this week a poll, or a poll, I never know what to say, I think American is poll, isn't it? I put out one of them things anyway, asking what you would like to hear on the pod, because I'm in the middle of summer holidays with Theo at home for nine weeks, and I've got two day window right now where he's in sports camp and um, I'm using it to try and do as much content as I can because I just don't know when I'm gonna have the chance again because trying to do it when he's asleep is failing because he's going to sleep at half past 10 at night and I have no idea why. I'm trying to tire him out. Any tips, let me know. But yeah, by half 10, I'm just too tired to be doing a podcast my brain will not switch on. So I put it out there to you on my Instagram stories this week. What content do you want me to concentrate on? And to be honest, you were no help at all because I put three choices. One was ADHD manifestation stories. The next was ADHD inspiration or motivation. And the next one was in-depth explanations of ADHD issues. And then I thought I best just put in the bottom another fourth option for you to pick, which was all of the above, which of course is what everybody picked. So (laughs) I didn't know which one to go for this week, but the ADHD inspiration and motivation got the highest votes out of the other three. So although I'm going to try and do some content on all three of those topics, today I'm going to start with the inspiration and motivation. Feels like we need something to feel good about. So I have seen the perfect post that I can base my whole podcast around today. And it's one by Truly Tish ADHD. Let me just get you her full handle. Oh, 1111, make a wish. Yep, it's at Truly underscore Tish underscore ADHD is where I've gotten this post from today, and it's the ADHD Strengths Iceberg. If you do follow me on Instagram, you probably saw that I put it up a week ago, I think. But I just found it really interesting because we usually see these iceberg infographics and they highlight the problems with ADHD that you don't see. And I find them very helpful because a lot of people do just see on the surface, oh, they talk a lot, oh, they're always late and that's what ADHD is, but it's so much more. So I do like those infographics where it shows you everything that's going on beneath the surface, but they can get a little bit uh, negative. They're all true and are related to every single thing that they say, but sometimes I don't wanna just highlight the negatives, especially over here where we believe in law of attraction and thinking positive, not toxic positivity, but just, you know, looking on the brighter side of things. It was really refreshing to see this picture done with, you know, a positive slant to it because we do have a lot of negatives with ADHD, but we also do have a lot of positives and we can't ignore them. We don't want toxic negativity either. So let's talk about the positives today and how they can be a benefit to our lives and why I'm so thankful that I do have ADHD. So the, funnily enough, I didn't look at this Immediately after I just did that intro, sorry, immediately before, but actually on the ADHD strengths iceberg, one of their positives are talking fast, which was one that I listed as a negative on the iceberg thing. But I suppose you could see that as either or. I do talk quite fast, and I think it's a positive for this podcast, especially if you've got ADHD, because if I was talking slow, you would be very bored indeed, and I don't think you'd get through even one episode. So I'm glad that I talk fast. Also, it means I get a lot of information out to everyone who wants to listen, or even those that don't. And the other thing on top of the iceberg that we can see is creativity. Us as is we're really known for creativity. When I think ADHD, for some reason, it just makes me think of bright colours. And funnily enough, I don't know whether we need to do like some kind of study or something, but a lot of the ADHDers I've met or that I see online always have like really bright colored hair, blues or pinks or whatever, or orange. I used to dream when I was like 17 about having blue hair. I really wanted blue hair. But I never did it because I was an actress and I knew that would cut down my work significantly if I had blue hair. Or maybe it wouldn't, maybe that was just a limiting belief of mine, but that's what I thought. So I never ever did it, but I so wanted to do it. And now it's just not that practical in my day to day, but I would love to have a bit of blue hair. Also, I think it clashes with my makeup and I'm a real makeup girl, so I wouldn't want to limit myself with with a shade of blue, but maybe I'll get some like blue clippings or something. But yeah, creativity, we're really open. We really like to get creative with things, whether it's our fashion, whether it's art, whether it's writing, maybe you're a performer like I was, we're just really creative people or an entrepreneur. They're super creative as well. And then we get to all the things under the surface level, that bit of the iceberg, the huge bit that's underneath that people don't see. And to be honest, sometimes even we don't see. We know them, but it's not until someone points them out that they really come into the forefront of our consciousness. So number one is literally anything they find interesting, which is so true. Our strength is literally anything. It could be anything. I remember when I was pregnant with Theo We used to go to an NCT class, Peter and I, which is just like classes on labor and babies. And we had to go around the room and the husbands had to say what their number one thing they liked about their wives was. And Peter at the time said, I like the way she's literally good at anything. She can do anything. And I remember at the time being a bit annoyed, like, oh, you couldn't think of one thing that you could say you liked about me. So you've just picked that really vague, open thing. But now I know what he's talking about. It's not that I can do anything. I can do anything I'm interested in. So if I find something super interesting, you know I'm going to be good at it. And I think that's the case for most ADHDers. If we're not interested, we're going to be awful. But if we're interested, you bet we're going to give it our absolute all. So that is a brilliant first ADHD strength to talk about. The next one is empathy. I can say, yes, I have an abundance of empathy. I am very empathetic. I feel like I've been there and done that and felt a lot of feelings before. So when someone else is feeling that feeling, I can really feel it with them. I can really understand their pain. And that is a lovely quality to have. The opposite of empathy is not a nice life, in my opinion. Changing the world. This comes across with our strong sense of justice. We care about fairness. We're quite black and white, which is like the negative flip side of it. But being black and white means we do have a strong sense of justice. We know when something is just plain wrong and we know when something is right. And we're always striving to make things right. And we are the world changers. That is a massive strength. Another one is unique intuition. Now, there's a lot of debate over where this comes from. Number one, we have rejection-sensitive dysphoria, so we're very attuned to other people's feelings around us. And uh, some people can say it's a trauma response, this unique intuition. But I also, I do think those things play into it, but I also like to think our brains are so open. We're looking for the things that other people aren't looking for. When we're looking for our dopamine hit, it means we're much more open to other things in the world, and that is what lets us see patterns that other people don't see. We all have heard that old meme, right? Where where um we know the end of like a murder mystery before it even gets there or a drama. That is me. It drives Peter, my husband, insane. I always know what the ending's gonna be. Usually about five minutes into like a two hour long film, I'll be like, right, Uh, It's going to be the sun. The sun's going to turn on them and X, Y, Z. And Pete's like, right, okay, whatever, whatever. And then at the end, it's the sun. He's like, for God's sake. But yeah, the unique intuition is a real thing. (coughs) Learning. Now, this is my superpower. I love to learn. And a lot of ADHDers don't love to learn. They struggle in school. But I have an argument for that. I think we do all love to learn. We're just not taught in the way that we love to learn. We're all different learners. We're either, um, what's the word, kinesthetic? Is it kinesthetic? I don't know. Basically, we're either all like audio learners or visual learners or physical where we've got to be hands-on to learn something. We learn by doing. And I feel like some of the people that struggled with learning in school, it wasn't so much to do with the fact that they don't like learning. It's just like they like learning about things they're interested in in the way they're interested in learning. So, if you're very physical and tactile and that's how you like to learn, sitting down at a desk and reading textbooks is not going to be the one for you. You are not going to enjoy that in any way. I hyper focus on the things that I'm interested in. I will learn everything that is to know about it. And I just love the act of learning. My problem is putting that into action afterwards, but that's a topic for another day. (laughs) The fact that I know a little bit about everything I love, it really is my superpower. And I think Theo's inherited that in a way. I don't think he's ADHD or not sure yet if he is or he isn't, but he's like a little human encyclopedia and I can see so much of myself in him. A lot of it's useless information, but it makes for a very interesting character and it's definitely a strength. And that's why we're so good in a crisis as well. So problem solving. Again, this ties into the learning. Problem solving, we're open to other ideas. We're not stuck in this neurotypical box in our brains or you know, the logical straight way forward. I am quite a logical person, but my logical next step is very different to a neurotypical's logical next step. I'm taking information from all areas of my life and putting them all together. I am very, my mind is very analogy based, so I can take one scenario that has nothing to do with another, but I can find comparisons between the two of them to find a solution. And that is definitely the ADHD brain at play. And that is why we're such great problem solvers. Working under pressure. now. We're all a little bit different with this, but definitely with a deadline, I can get so many things done. I might not enjoy it. I might find it stressful, but if I have to work under pressure, there's no one better at it than me. And I'm willing to bet if you've got ADHD, you're exactly the same. It may be that your house is a mess, that you've got a million doom piles, but you know, if you've got Christmas dinner coming up and everyone's coming round to your house, it'll be that mess up until about two hours before and then you are going to work like no other and you're going to get cleaning and tidying done. You're going to get 10 hours worth done in two hours. We are amazing at working under pressure and that is a really great strength because we need that. We need people that can work under that pressure. Brainstorming is a big strength of ours. As I said before, we can pull ideas from one area of our lives that have nothing to do with the other, but we can bring them in and it makes us amazing at brainstorming. If we can get ourselves to sit down with a big blank piece of paper and we're given any topic whatsoever, I can guarantee we will come up with a hundred subtopics in seconds. And that is absolutely a skill and a strength crisis situations again that ties into working under pressure it ties into our learning I know if someone is injured in my family for some reason I have become the family nurse I know exactly how to treat that thing immediately I've got all the stuff in that I need for it even though I might not be able to find it I'll in the crisis situation my brain will switch on it's stimulated and I can find all those things immediately And I'm literally like a nurse, I can wrap it up straight away and again, crisis situation, working under pressure, the learning that I've had from before, it all comes together to be really useful and what a massive strength to have. That's the person we all want in our corner, right? when there's a crisis. Now this one can go either way, a positive on the ADHD strength iceberg here is risk-taking. This can absolutely backfire. It can absolutely be a negative, but guess what? It's also a massive positive. If you just stay safe inside your comfort zone forevermore, that's no life to live. And also we wouldn't have the amazing things we have on this planet, on this earth, if there weren't risk takers in history. We're the ones that push past the boundaries. We're the ones that take that next step that other people are scared to take. And then we make amazing discoveries, amazing inventions, fabulous entrepreneurs, ADHDers make the best entrepreneurs because we're not scared of taking that risk. And if we can learn how to harness it and take positive risks, then the world is our absolute oyster, which leads me on to the next one that I hadn't looked at, which is entrepreneurship. It's a well-known fact that ADHD is, or neurodivergent people generally make excellent entrepreneurs because of all the skills that I've listed before, which are thinking outside the box, work well under pressure, work well in a crisis, we're creative. That's what it takes to be an entrepreneur and a lot of those skills are built within ADHD and maybe you wouldn't have those skills if you didn't have ADHD. It really is an amazing thing if you are an entrepreneur. You have been given a gift of these advantages in the way your brain works. It's excellent. And there's a lot of famous entrepreneurs with ADHD. Just go hit Google and enjoy yourself for 20 minutes reading up on those. A sense of humor. I don't know whether this is a trauma response. I don't know whether it's a coping mechanism, but whatever it is, I love it. I love to laugh. I love to laugh with friends. I love to make people laugh. Having a sense of humor is one of the best things in life, in my opinion. Um, You know, we've all got very different humors. I'm not really like a slapstick girl, (laughs) that type of comedy, you know, silly comedy. Although I was when I was younger, I used to love that stuff and I was big on panto because I used to be in panto. Um, Now I'm more like a dry sense of humor. I just love anyone who can make me laugh. I love sarcasm. It's just the best thing in the world. And especially now Theo's just turned six. He's got his own little sense of humor now, and I'm just loving to see it. So the ADHD sense of humor is like no other. Again, our brains pull ideas from different parts of life. We can come up with unique jokes, unique spins on things. We're also, we've got a lot of empathy, so we aren't harsh with our humor. Also, we're self-deprecating because of the RSD, which yes, can be seen as a negative, but it's a real positive when you come to humor because we can make jokes about ourselves and laugh along with everyone and i just love this part of adhd a sense of humor will get you through absolutely anything at all in the world next is hyperfocus hyperfocus is just an absolute gift hyperfocus has helped me so much in my life i've had such an exciting life i've tried so many different jobs careers businesses Hyperfocus really helped me in my acting career because I'd get a really good role and I'd be so interested in it, I could learn my lines in seconds. The problem is we need to be interested in the subject, we can't always laser focus it, so if it's like a work task that's a huge project that we're not interested in at all, the hyperfocus would be really handy, but it's just not going to switch on for us because it's boring, which yes, is a negative, but guess what, some people don't have hyperfocus at all and they can't learn in depth about anything, whether they're interested or not. And yes, they can learn it, but it takes a lot more time. It takes a lot more effort. So guess what, if we can have hyper-focus only for the things we love, amazing. Like I wanna learn everything there is to know about the thing I love. And if I can do that in a really short space of time with this mega hyper-focus that we have been gifted with, then amazing. Do I wish I could switch it on for things that I'm bored with? Yes, I do. But neurotypicals can't switch it on for that either. They might find it easier to work through something that they don't find so interesting, but they can't hyper-focus on it. They can't learn at the speed that we do. So, you know, I'll take the win. I'll take the win on that one that I can learn about something I'm super interested in, in super fast speed. I'm actually not going to hit on all of these on the iceberg. I will include it again in my story and I'll put it in the podcast highlights so that you can see it. But there's just so many strengths on here. I'll list off the other ones, but I'm just going to talk in depth about a few more. So getting a lot done in a short amount of time. I think I've already hit on that one with saying working under pressure, like you do nothing all day and then you do like your dissertation of 10,000 words in one night. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Like That is the getting a lot done in a short amount of time. It really ties in with the other things. Competitive challenges. Now for me, I am not competitive. So I find that one hard. But at the same time, I was thinking about it. I am competitive with myself. I always strive to do my best and I'm never ending. I have a never ending thirst for improvement, which is half why I've done this podcast because it's about ADHD, but it's also about self-development, which I love. So yeah, that's a competitive challenge to me is always making myself better. But I know a lot of ADHDers do love a challenge and the novelty and the dopamine of the chase and the competition as well. So that is a great thing to have. Mastering new hobbies. I think that ties into hyperfocus. focus. I've already spoken about that, but there's an immense amount of hobbies that I've taken on that I learned a lot about very quickly. Absolutely a strength. Now this one, authenticity. I think this might be my favorite one. So oversharing can be on the negative side of the iceberg. You know, we are open books. Me in particular, I do overshare about my own life, about my deepest, darkest secrets. I will tell anyone anything, which to be honest, I still don't see as a negative because no one's got anything on me and I've got nothing to hide. I'm not ashamed of who I am. Do I have regrets about some things I've done? Have I made mistakes? Yeah, I think it. that's what makes you human. There's nothing absolutely that makes me an evil person. There's nothing that I've done that I don't stand behind, if you know what I mean. I've made mistakes, but I made them from a genuine place. That's just what I knew at the time. And I've said and done things when I was uneducated on certain topics and now I would never say or do those things so I can't really regret them because they did still come from an authentic place and that's why I love authenticity that we have we're open books I it isn't in me to lie it isn't in me to pretend I suppose masking is pretending you're someone you're not but even within masking it's always just a zooped up version of exactly who I am It's not that I'm lying about who I am. It's just that I am exaggerating my own personality. So, you know, do I have a sense of humor? Yes. Is it this big, loud, belly laughing person that I sometimes am when I'm masking? No, at home, that's not who I am. But it is still me. It's still exactly who I am. I'm authentic. I'm opinionated. I try to be kind with it as well but you're going to get what you see is what you get because I am an oversharer and I can't pretend to be anything else. And I love that about ADHD. I love people who are honest, open and direct without being rude. That's the caveat. And which leads me on to optimism. I am the eternal optimist. And I did read something about ADHD that we have, um, I can't remember the word they use but it's something like unrealistic optim- optimism we have magical thinking and I just don't think that's a bad thing I think optimism is always welcome and the struggles that we have it's a good bloody job that we have optimism that we can laugh through it that we can be like you know what tomorrow's going to be brighter that's somewhere in me and I don't I always thought it was instilled from my nan um and maybe it was maybe she had ADHD who knows um But for me, I've just always felt like no matter how bad things are, tomorrow could be better. You don't know that sun can always shine through the rain. You never know. Maybe English weather's taught me that. You know, one minute it can be absolutely blazing hot the next minute. It's raining. But no matter how dark it is, you know that sun could pop out at any minute. And it often does. You can wake up the next day. Things can change in a second. You could be absolutely in debt and you could win the lottery within the next hour. Things can change on a dime in this life. And I think that's why I have eternal optimism. I just always think something good is coming around the corner. And I love that. I love having that personality. And if that's from ADHD, I think that's a massive strength. So tell me, are you an optimist? Come and tell me over on Instagram or in the Facebook group. And are there any more imagination? I think that ties in with creativity. The imagination part is huge when it comes to that because you have to imagine it first before you can create it. Tackling new challenges. I think I might have already done that. Then, is that all of them? I think that's all. Oh, creating something beautiful, which again goes in with creativity and imagination. So they are all of the ADHD strengths on the ADHD iceberg by Truly Tish ADHD. I don't think it's an exhaustive list, I really don't. If you can think of any more ADHD strengths, come and share them with me. Maybe we can make our own little infographic of all our ideas put together because the list of ADHD strengths are endless. I love my ADHD. I also hate my ADHD, but today is a day for appreciation and I would never trade all of the bad and lose all of the good at the same time. You know. It's a double-edged sword. You've got to take the rough with the smooth and I generally am very happy with my ADHD and I hope that this has given you a little bit of a boost, inspiration to see all of the good things about yourself because I know we all possess a lot of these qualities and I love them about me, I love them about you and I hope that you love them about you too. So that was a happy little podcast, wasn't it? I feel really good after that. I think I could go and just do anything. (laughs) So let me know any more topics that you want to hear about over on the pod. I am working on a little breakout podcast. I'm just going to tell you about this just before I leave you. I am thinking the body doubling episode that I did a couple of months ago, which was like a live clean with me where I went around the house cleaning and you are supposed to be doing it along with me too has gone down an absolute storm, it's basically got double the amount of listens than any other podcast that I've done. And I want to bring you more of that content. But I just don't feel like every week that content on this podcast like fits with what I was trying to do here. This is more like inspiration, motivation. I don't feel like everyone's going to want to be listening along live while I'm like cleaning my kitchen or making me tea. So I think I'm gonna do like a little breakout podcast. I'm not sure of all the ins and outs yet, but I'm looking for ideas from you. I was thinking it would be an accountability or body doubling group. Um, it probably would be a paid for option. So on Apple Podcasts, basically you'd have this free podcast. This podcast will always be free. Um, but then as like a little upgrade, I'm not sure how much it's gonna cost, not very much. You would be able to subscribe to the Accountability and Body Doubling Group. And I'm thinking I would offer like four extra podcasts. So one a week, extra podcast, and they would be like an hour long. And they would be like, I thought we could do cleaning ones, so I could work on a different room um like every month or twice a month. Um, they could be like a hygiene or skincare routine one, so we'd do like a morning routine you could stick it on and we wake up together and I walk you through what I'm doing and you do it at the same time or a nighttime one. Or we could do like an hour's exercise together where I could go for a walk locally and I'll talk to you while I'm walking, which might be a little bit cringe, but I'll do it for you. (laughs) You know, just if you need to like get out and exercise and you find it really hard to do it on your own because it's so boring, which I do. The body doubling can really help get you up. I'll talk you through, like, get your trainers on. Okay, what are you wearing today? I'm wearing this. And we can walk around together. Or I could do, like, treadmill. Or you could pick, like, whatever exercise you want to do and just listen to me at the same time. So we're doing it together. Or we could do meal prep or making a meal together. Because I know as ADHDers, I struggle in particular with knowing what to eat. I'm hungry. I don't know what to eat. I can't be bothered making anything. I just grab anything and it's usually junk food or we're binging. So I thought I could do like a body double an episode of that where I'm like, okay, let's do meal prep for the week or let's just make one big dinner that we can have leftovers for tomorrow. And we don't have to cook the same thing, but I'll just like walk you through, okay we're going to order this on the podcast this week, order your ingredients and then pause me and come back to me when your ingredients come or go to the shop, whatever. And then we'll just, I'll be cooking and talking to you while you're cooking at the same time and we'll get it done together. And then what was the other one? I think that might've been it actually, but I was just thinking like we could mix it up with stuff like that. Let me know if you've got any more ideas for that let me know if you'd be interested in something like that because it is obviously another layer of work for me and um, at the moment it's a bit crazy here but I will make the effort to do it as soon as possible if that's something you're interested in. If people aren't bothered at the moment then I'll take a step back and I'll start it in like September when he goes back to school but yeah would love your thoughts and opinions on that. Definitely come over and join me on Instagram because that is where I just naturally am most of the time. It's at ADHD fest. Also come over to the Facebook group. If you can, it's ADHD fest, the group, find your fire, find your flow, because I do want to become more active in there, but something in my brain won't do it until someone else starts talking, but I'm going to force my way through and you better answer me. ADHD is. you better answer me when I write and don't leave me hanging. Um another thing I wanted to share was every week I say, oh, I've got a freebie. If you are awaiting diagnosis in the UK, click down below and you absolutely can do that. But I thought I'm actually not telling you that I have a subscriber newsletter to let you know about these new things when they come out. Um, and you can just sign up to that without getting the freebie because I know a lot of us are diagnosed. So I'm going to leave the link below this week just to sign up to the newsletter if you want know about that you won't get very many emails from me because i forget to do them but when something important comes out like when i release that um extra podcast the body doubling podcast i probably will send that round on um the newsletter don't forget about our burnout bible if you are feeling burnt out if you're tired if you're overwhelmed honestly it is amazing i i don't like to toot my own horn But it's helped so many people. I get so many messages from people like thanking me for making it. And it was really simple to make. But sometimes you do just have to simplify things right down. Sometimes these things that are made to help us actually just overcomplicate things. And we're not going to use them. And I made this for myself. And it really worked for me. It's really helped. I haven't been burnt out touch wood in so long. And I just really think it could help you too. It's only £4.44. And you can download that and it's a printable. And I am working on making it a physical workbook as well. But I don't think that's going to happen probably until Theo goes back to school. So for now, get the printable. There's two versions of it. There's a super bright one, if that's what you're into. Or there's like a nice, neutral, pretty one. And I think that's everything I've got to share with you. So I will see you all next week. Thank you, my loves. Bye.